Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fire up for pro football. That's what we call a sack lunch. Nom, 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 nom. This is Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad. Wouldn't kill you. We play some competitive sports once in a while, would it? Oh, would that make you love me? Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. We have reached hour two of two here on Football Sunday. Super Bowl between the Rams and the Bengals coming up at 3.30 on NBC this afternoon. Talked about Stafford and Burrow and the halftime show and the things we're most looking forward to in the game today. All in hour number one. You can catch it on the Les Schwab Tires podcast after this show. You can find that on the Odyssey app and on 1080thefan.com as well as uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, most places you can find podcasts. There is one thing I think that will be quite important for the game today, or at least it generally would be in a, in a football game, that nobody seems to be talking about, and that would be the running game of both teams. You mentioned it briefly, Rashad, in the first hour. But the rushing attack for both of these teams has been pretty mediocre in the playoffs. You had the return of Cam Akers for the Rams from his Achilles injury much sooner than people expected. And then he almost gave the game away against Tampa by fumbling the ball two or three times in that game. Mm -hmm. Sonny Michelle's been eh, fine. And Daryl Henderson's been hurt. Although I think he might be back and healthy for this game. So they'll have a three-headed monster at running back. Joe Mixon had a fantastic season, pro bowler, all pro kind of guy. But then the playoffs so far, he's only averaging like three yards a rush. So he hasn't been uber effective running the ball for the Bengals. But in a game where both teams are going to be passing the ball a lot, the difference might be who can run the ball effectively and kill some clock if they're in the lead. And I think that's going to be a big part because this year, the Rams rushing attack was pretty haphazard. Henderson was okay in the beginning of the year. He kind of faded. Then they got Sony Michelle uh, into the game plan a little bit more after the first five or six weeks of the mm -hmm. season. He was okay. Had some really good weeks in, in the middle of the year. And then it kind of all just became average again towards the end of the season. So I don't know if I fully trust the Rams to have an effective running game using their running backs at the very least. You know, they could get Cooper Cup going on sweeps or OBJ doing stuff. You know, they, they have – design plays that they do they have so much motion in their offense that you'll oftentimes see a running a wide receiver take the ball on a sweep play and then on the flip side for the Bengals, i think mixon's great 
he's been really good this year. And I was reading a, a little blurb about it. Uh, despite the fact that he has not had a good statistical postseason so far, he's actually looked good on film. And he's just been basically his role has been manage the clock, try to break tackles. And they're kind of putting him in, in positions where he's just running into a lot of defenders. So it's not necessarily he's playing poorly. It's just the the scheming hasn't been great for him. No, I think they've, they switched it up for the playoffs. You know, they made sure that uh, they wouldn't be predictable. And, you know, Mixon was, I want to say, like the, what, top five rusher this year for yeah. Cincinnati. So then you get to the playoffs, and it, it seems weird to just go away from him unless there was an injury or unless there was something like that taking place. And, you know, we don't think there's any, we haven't heard anything as far as him being uh, injured moving forward. We we did see him kind of have his best game in the AFC Championship. You know, we, we did see him uh, get the ball, you know, because usually he was only getting like maybe 13, 14 carries, it felt like, you know, for those games. Was and, it that game that they were running on first down every play? Yes. Every drive, yeah. Yes. And but he was so, getting only like three or four yards carry. He he was. You know, he, was not, he averaged, let's see, 4.2 yards a carry yeah. in the AFC. So pretty good running the ball, you know, but uh, if – if that's not what the game plan is, then I say you stick to what got you to the dance, you know, and right now it's Joe Burrow dropping back and making sure he can deliver the ball. Like hopefully Mixon is able to be a part of that passing attack as well, because I think it's going to take all parts of your game to, to beat this Rams defense who is, we gotta, we gotta keep saying, I know it's probably one of those. And luckily for me, I haven't watched a lot of ESPN or a lot of, you know, sports coverage of the Super Bowl, So, I'm not I don't care about, you know, what people have been saying or any of that stuff cuz I just haven't listened to it uh, at all. But I'm sure one of the storylines has been that defense on the other side mm-hmm. and those guys that are on the other side of it and how Aaron Donald Von Miller on the other how other one side. in particular and Aaron Donald is been compared to Lawrence Taylor, only the greatest defensive player to ever play in the he, NFL. He's been called the best player in the league. Yeah, on and again, Lawrence Taylor was winning MVPs when uh, Elway and and everyone else was was in the NFL, you know, Dan Marino and Lawrence Taylor was out there winning uh, MVPs, not Super Bowl MVPs, league MVPs at that point. Aaron Donald was probably the closest thing we've seen to someone that dominated on the defensive end. And then you throw in Avon Miller, who's one of the one of the better linebackers that the NFL's had over the past fifteen years. And then you throw in and, Jalen and Miller, by the way, has been much better the last few weeks. He was pretty much non-existent when he first came to the Rams. He turned it up for playoffs. And the playoffs started and we were kind of, it's, it's not the full-fledged Broncos Von Miller, but he's causing more havoc than he has been in the last couple of years. And I don't think he has to be that Von Miller. You know, that guy. Because Aaron Donald's there. Exactly. Could you imagine if they, had, if, if, you know, the Rams had that Von Miller at that point, but now he can kind of be, uh, I want to say, and it sucks if, or that's scary. If he's a half step slow, half a step slower than he was in, in uh, Denver. Uh, did you see some of those, you know, those strips and some of those sacks that he had on Brady is getting around the side and making sure he can. You know what I enjoy up. watching? Like, that, was, that was impressive. Super Bowl highlights against the Panthers where Cam Newton got hit like 15 times by Von Miller. Yeah. And he had the strip sack that got returned for a touchdown. Hmm. Yeah. That was so a clinic. He's, he's one of those guys that's a, that's a defensive leader on your team. And then you throw out there that Jalen Ramsey is, I don't know if I think he is. We think we can all agree he's the best DB in the in the league. You know, I'd say any position. Yeah, number one, two, or you know, yeah, one or two, you know, probably. You know, yeah. So after, either we're talking corner, we're talking safety. He's the he's the best one of of the bunch. And so 
this defense is awesome on the other side. And Joe bought it up. Man, can this offensive line of the Bengals, you know, can they hold up? Can I mean, can they make that sure would include that, the running game? Yeah. That would include the run game. And that would include making sure that they can create some some space for Mixon to run and for at least to give Burrow some time to set some things up. So I think the big key here with the Rams defense, though, is they've got the stars, but their second tier players are not that good. The Rams linebacker linebacking core is pretty bad. The, yeah. the rest of the secondary outside of Jalen Ramsey is pretty bad. Although Taylor Rapp is going to be back supposedly for this game, the safety. He's he's missed a couple of games. Remember, they re-signed Eric Weddle out of retirement just for having somebody there to play. Um, the rest of the Rams' defense is eh, fine. So they've got the studs, and if the studs come out and play you know, their best game that they can, then I think that covers up all the other warts. But... The Bengals' offense is good enough to be able to uh, try to abuse the weaknesses of the Rams' defense. The the linebacker, Reader, I think his name is, dude got burned and was out of position constantly, constantly last game. And it's just you, you can attack that. You can. Yeah. And if you don't have Jalen Ramsey on T. Higgins, T. Higgins over the middle, that's going to be a dangerous proposition. I, I did have this stat. I got to see if I can find it again. Um, T, uh, the Rams, when they play big receivers like T Higgins, they struggle and I got to find it. Where was the, uh, oh my God, I had it right in front of me. Sorry. Um, it was the, who will Jalen Ramsey cover thing? Do, do, do. Looking, 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 All right, I'll find it. But, um, in the middle of their week. So if they can go, if the Bengals can focus on T Higgins and, utilize getting him the ball he can move the ball down the field by himself in the middle right. of the field unless Jalen Rams is covering him so there are weaknesses to be exploited is, is my point no yeah and I think both teams have a bunch of weaknesses that you can exploit and this is where head co- this is where coaching is going to come into play you know have you paid enough attention to the film have you paid enough attention to the small things and have you looked at the mistakes and also uh, where the successes were for each team and I think that's going to give us uh kind of a, a better idea. Now we know McVeigh um is going to be going to be ready. You know, I think he's one of those coaches that, you know, again, him being such a younger, a younger dude, I think was, you know, at first everybody's like, oh my God, how can he coach these older men? And where and what has he shown just to be a great head coach? The boy wonder, boy genius, what do they call him? Whatever. I don't know. Boy don't know. genius. Something I guess. like that. Something along those lines. But thus, you know, his second Super Bowl appearance in, what, four years? Yep. You know, he might deserve that title, you know, thus far. And he has the experience of getting absolutely flattened by Belichick in and, the first and, one. And then my cousin, Zach Taylor. Like, I mean, what what can you really say about the job that he's done with, with these guys? You know, again, 38 years old, not 40. This isn't Belichick. This McVay isn't, tree, too. Yeah, yeah, there you go. And so here are these guys that are, again, storyline I'm sure we've heard, you know, for the past week. Uh, but – this is awesome, and these two head coaches really deserve this opportunity. But now we're going to see – now the chess match begins. By the way, I thought it was funny. When we were talking about the running backs, I looked up. We have NFL Network on in here. And it was most important player in the game, and it was Cam Akers. One guy said Cam Akers. The other one said Joe Mixon. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I'm not alone in thinking yeah. that the run game is going to be really important. I found the stat. So big wide receivers have had success against the Rams this season. Mike Evans, 
DK Metcalf, AJ Green, Michael Pittman Jr. each got at least 98 receiving yards in the game against the Rams this year. That is T. Higgins. T. Higgins is a big body receiver and quick. I expect a big T. Higgins game today. T. Higgins needs to be needs to be big today. You know, he played well. I put a couple of prop week. bets on T. Higgins. I expect oh, I expect you? it. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. That's why you're going to be pulling so hard for it. But. Over five and a half catches. Over 69 and a half yards receiving. Higgins has got to be. I took both of those. He's got to be that dude. I also know? put him as MVP. Really? Yeah. Okay. It's like well, plus like 4,500. It's a good, good yeah. odds for a guy I think will have a big game. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if he's going to, but again, T Higgins oh, yeah, is, yeah. is somebody that we You're trying know. to make money, Rashad. It's not always about like, it's oh, like, oh, what has the good odds here? You know, good value. Yeah, I suppose. But mm-hmm. well, good luck with that, man. I guess Thanks. you're taking us to El Gaucho if you get it. Yeah. I mean, I only put a couple bucks on it, but it'd be a nice win. It'd be a nice little win. Uh, let's get to a player we have yet to mention once. And he may be the best player on the entire field, not named Aaron Donald. Cooper Cup is the Rams wide receiver. We haven't said his name yet. He's incredible. And he could be the difference maker in the game today. We'll get to that next. This is Football Sunday on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. Going with new Eminem right here. Newer Eminem, I should say. Yeah, I like it. Is this uh, Berserk? Uh, no, it's uh, Godzilla. Godzilla. Godzilla, that's yeah. right. That's the other super fast one. Yeah, that's just when he when he spits that part. That's that's great. Yeah, that. I think that's the fastest he ever rapped is on this song. I like uh, how Eminem just maybe rap God. Once but. he got older, it was like, well, I can't really rap about all the stuff I did in the early 2000s, so I'm just gonna rap about how I can rap really good, really fast, <laughs> and really well. I like it. Yeah, I like it. One of my uh, favorite underrated Eminem beats, I put it in the open at primetime, uh, is Brainless. I love that beat. I was going through some of the instrumentals just before this break. <laughs> it's like some of the songs that I'm like, yep, yeah, definitely won't be playing that one. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, man. I feel like there's a, there's a large amount of like, songs. Yeah, Eminem, yeah. Was such a, Eminem was such a badass, man. Like uh, when he first came out, a little angry guy. But, you know, first album, talk about drugs, talk about all this thing, and people were so offended. I remember I was a sophomore when that came out in high school, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh, have you heard this album? And he was like, oh, you didn't like that? 
the next album, the first song on there was called Kill You. And I yep. was like, man, <laughs> that's that's bold. And then the next song after that was Stan. And I was like, man, this this guy might be a genius. Oh, man. and he also had the song Kim on that album. Don't forget about oh, that. Oh, Kim was... Kim was the darkest Again. song that ever existed. <laughs> but genius. It was like, man, who thinks of it? It was, it was so dark. It was so disturbing. I was like, bro, this is genius. This is like, how, how, who would have thought to write a song about killing your d- daughter's mom or your kid's mom? Like, yeah. what? Like, that's insane. And then listen to uh, the rage. I don't know if like, genius oh, this, is the word I would use. No, it's, it's, it's a, it was a genius song. It's like, bro, like, who would have ever thought to sit down and write that? No one in their right mind would have thought to sit down and write that out. There, it's it become crazy the whole time. It's become a trend, by the way. I've noticed any time that Eminem is posted on social media, he just gets ripped apart in the comments. People hate him now. Like, they don't respect him anymore. I don't know why. I think people think he's because he's white, that, that he's popular. I mean... And I think it may, maybe it's the younger generation that didn't, like, get to... It's those damn kids! <laughs> yeah. It, they didn't get to grow up with it. Like, I mean, it just exists now for them. But I don't know. You know, I just feel weird about it. Just, there was there was a bit of privilege with Eminem that existed for him. We we can't lie and say that that sure. did exist. But he's However, not, he's not he was, incredibly talented. He was though. no, he was he was dope. But you know, he rapped about stuff that eh, not really felt by a lot of people. And I think that's why you know a lot of people recognize him as an artist and understand like how amazing he is as a rapper. But at the same time, like. I didn't, you know, a lot of people are like, I didn't feel that. Like, I know he's dope, but I just didn't, don't feel what he's saying. So I just, uh, I very much appreciate the fact that he made Machine Gun Kelly completely change genres. Oh, my God. <laughs> Thank you out. so much for that. We appreciate my God, that. that. We appreciate is, that. That was you a know. great, uh, great diss track. What I, was it called again? I mean, it kind of worked in... I, ha- I have it on my uh, Spotify. Like, now he's engaged to Megan Fox, so I mean, it kind of. I mean, I guess like things boy, that worked a, out. For that him. is a strange engagement for that's sure, but she is a, she is hot. Hey, have you guys seen that uh, Pam and Tommy? No, oh, yeah, no. I don't know if I want to watch it. I'll, you know what? I'll go back and watch the original video just to see if I can, <laughs> you know, refresh <laughs> some memories of like what that's about. You know, watch it a couple times maybe. It was called Kill Shot. Was the diss track that Eminem made on MGK. Um, no, I have not watched the new Pam and Tommy. I actually didn't realize it was out until like two days ago. I don't know. I, I don't know. Um, are you interested in watching that? Um, I watched the first like couple episodes. It actually wasn't that yeah, bad. I Only because I remember and I used to watch Baywatch. Well, we all watched the video. Too. Yeah. So the other day, <laughs> I used to watch Baywatch, and really they started a trend. The celebrity sex tape became a thing because Pam and Tommy. I just love that. I remember the most infamous thing from that was the fact that it was, they have a mirror above the bed so they can watch themselves. I need <laughs> one of those. I need one of those. That was, that's instantly, I remember that. that everyone was, was like, oh, my God. That was the next line everybody says. Don't like, you think Man, of I would the love to have that. Forget the children. They don't need to be in here. <laughs> mommy, Daddy, kids. why do you have a mirror on the ceiling? Don't All worry about it. better to see your mommy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, that's what you mean. I can see if there's monsters under my bed. Yeah. You know, kids will believe anything. Yeah. Just, you know, just tell them. Say what you want. Um, okay, so the player we have yet to mention is maybe the best player on the field outside of Aaron Donald, and that is Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup, the wide receiver number one for the Rams, is incredible. He is the triple crown winner as a wide receiver this year. Most catches, most receiving yards, most touchdowns. And I believe he is uncoverable. I believe that he has such great route running and on those 
routes where he has options to, to go different ways, he is always on the same page as his quarterback, especially with Stafford. They have a really good connection. He's always open. It's one of those things that I think you're going to have to commit to, to Cooper Cup if you have any chance, any semblance of slowing him down. I don't even know if that's going to help, to be honest with you. He's, I'm not like obviously watching the all 22 and seeing Cooper cups routes the entire time, but does not, it doesn't not feel like every play Cooper cups wide open. They don't always throw him the ball, but it's like, you're looking out at the receivers as the quarterback scanning. And it's like, well, cups open, but there he is right in the middle of the zone. He's open again. I'll be curious to see if, if maybe they use a little bit more man to man against him because he's so good at finding the pockets in the zone to, to be able to have success. But boy, that's that's a guy I'm excited to watch today. I cannot wa- wait to see Cooper Cup in the Super Bowl. No, Cooper Cup is is you know he's must see TV. Like, I feel like not enough people view him as the best receiver in the NFL yet. Yet, I mean, it, uh, you know, receiver and corner, it's running back. It's so hard to say who the best is because it seems to change every couple of years. Like there's that's there's no consistency with that position. There's always new guys coming in. Their guys to continue to develop, and you know they remember that year that Namdi Asamoa was like the best corner in football. Yeah, yeah, a couple you years. Know? Of that, so right? yeah, so it was a couple years of that. There was a couple years of a few years of um, Revis Island. Re- yeah, yeah, Darrell Revis, you know, for a few years, and uh, 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 Cromarty. You know, there was guys that kind of can uh, Patrick Peterson for a long time that can kind of uh, hold the the torch as being the best. And receiver, we see that all the time. You know, just a couple years ago we were saying that Julio Jones was uncoverable, right? You know, he's the best receiver in football. Then there was a, a year and a half, two years, we said Odell Beckham is the best. And now it's Justin Jefferson. And now it's, you know, so it just continues to change, you know, every year. I think it's being consistent. The Randy Mosses, the T.O.s, the, you know, those guys are, you know, those guys aren't a dime a dozen. You know, somebody that can come in and for 10, 15 years, Larry Fitzgerald, you're amazing. You know, so... Uh, but we'll see. Like, I think Cooper Cup has every intangible to be uh, one of the all-time greats. It's just can he do it year after year after year? Yeah, I mean, injuries will be a part of that, obviously. And I, he's not, like, the most physically gifted wide receiver. So maybe that will be to his benefit because oftentimes the top wide receivers that, you know, fall off quickly or, or the top corners rely too much on their physical talent and not enough on like the little nuances of the game because they've always been so good. Like why, why do I need to? Right. And I wonder if because Cooper cup has not ever been at that level. I mean, he played at Eastern Washington, right? He's from Yakima. He's not, he's not from like some sort of football powerhouse. He's had to do it the the hard way. And I wonder if that will extend his ability to be a top receiver. I think, you know, you look at what was in the water in Eastern Washington, you know, you got two guys that have, really kind of shown their worth as receivers in Kendrick Bourne and also Cooper Cup as receivers in the NFL. And so um, Cooper is, is one of those guys that he just, and we talked about, he's just always open. Like, Do you remember no, that game against the Ducks? Yeah, when like, Eastern Washington came to town. It was his senior Vernon year. Vernon Adams was the, uh, became yeah. the quarterback for, yeah. Cup had like 280 yards receiving in that game or something. Yeah, and Bourne I remember watching like that game touchdowns being like, in that what? Game? Yeah. what is, this is Eastern Washington. Who the hell is this kid? Who is Cooper Cup? <laughs> and then I remember my my fantasy draft that year. I saw him available, and I got him for $1. And I was like, I saw him. I know who this is, and I know that he's insanely good. <laughs> and I was very happy with that draft pick. Um, yeah, it's just... 
I don't know. I feel like he's going to have the ability to last longer because he's got some of that nuanced skill. You know, like like Jerry Rice was never like athletically insanely amazing, right? He was just the nuances in the game were perfect. His route running was perfect. His ability to catch the ball was perfect. And he didn't have like DK Metcalf size or, you know, crazy Jamar Chase speed. He was just really good at everything. And I kind of feel like it's, in, you know, heresy to say that to compare him to Jerry Rice. But, like, I'm just saying you don't need to have that skill level to be a consistently good receiver through your whole career. That uh, the, the athletic ability, I should say. You need to be able to have all of that nuance in your game, and yes. that's what's going to keep you there. No, yes. And, I, I mean, I think that's important. But at the same time, uh, I think that level of consistency and taking care of your body and doing some of those things is what keeps certain guys at the top of the receiver list for their entire career. And then other guys just, you know, become a receiver that was really good for those couple of years, you know, and then they're kind of not out of the league, but they're just just another guy, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think Cooper Cup has everything in him to be somebody that's a number one for most of his career. I didn't see this. We're not going to have time to talk about this, at least not until the last segment, if we have time, because we got Hater Love It coming up here. But I didn't see this this morning. Adam Schefter tweeted uh, three hours ago, the Packers are prepared to go all in for Aaron Rodgers spending as close to the cap as they can and spreading money into the future as many years as possible. The Saints use this approach for Drew Brees, and Green Bay is willing to deploy it to further entice Rodgers to stay in Green Bay. Interesting. Cool. I think everybody believed he was gone. Maybe he'll stay. You never know. Why did they, why did they draft Jordan Love then? Who knows? <laughs> well, we know Who Jordan Love knows? is going to be the guy to play there, so we know that much at this point. Yeah. All right, let's get to uh, Hate It or Love It. That is next. First, Joe has sports. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 50 Cent for sure going to be a guest uh, appearance today, huh? Bring out the game, uh, too. Probably yeah. not. Well, the game 
Isn't the game like hated by them now? I don't know. Game is a weirdo. Like, I mean, he's just he's a he's a weird guy. But as Joe likes to say, he does have some bops. <laughs> he does. He has a bop. One or two. Underrated. Go uh very underrated for sure. I love the game. Go uh go to Joe's Twitter page, JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H. He just posted a poll question based on our Mary J. Blige conundrum from earlier today. And where he once again uses the term absolute bop, which I love. <laughs> love, because it's such a funny word that all I can picture is bop it, twist it, <laughs> pull it, but yet it's such an in, such about an a song. Such an inappropriate game. What? Such an inappropriate game. Is it? It's just a machine that you're... <laughs> what is it teaching our kids? <laughs> to pull a lever? Right. Ow! Lever. Don't do that. <laughs> Why are you twisting it? <laughs> bop oh, it. You, oh, you don't know? <laughs> bop it. That's not how you do that. <laughs> All right, Joe, what do you got on uh, hate it or love it today? All right. Super Bowl stuff, obviously. Poppy. Uh, the L.A. Rams going into this game as the favorite four-point favorites. I don't want to influence where the points will go, but uh, I, I definitely think that the Rams should be a little bit bigger of a favorite. So hate it or love it. The Rams should be a bigger favorite. Um, I'm going to hate it. I think... Usually when you go into a Super Bowl, I view it as like, okay, one team's about three points better, unless it's like a really big disparity. And I don't think there's a really big disparity here between these two teams. Is the talent better on the Rams? Yes. So they got the extra point. It was actually up to four and a half a, a, a couple of times this week. So, you know, four and a half in a Super Bowl is a pretty decent sized bet, I feel like. You know, you don't normally get huge spreads in, in these kind of games. Um, and I feel like it's the way the Bengals have been playing. It's even if it's going against logic and going against what the lines have said is they play close games. So, and the Rams have played some close games. So I kind of feel like they're just betting on the fact that it's going to be, you know, maybe a little bit lower scoring than people think early on. Maybe both teams trying to control the clock a little bit, get the running game going, which will keep it closer for a while. And, uh, and then maybe get a little bit more, into the high flying passing attack as we get into the later part of the game. So I think it's probably pretty, pretty on spot. I, I, I wasn't too surprised to see four and a half. So no, I'll, I'll, I'll say hate on that one. What am I? What am I hating one more time? I'm sorry. The Rams should be a bigger favorite. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hate it. Uh, you said four and a half. Four. They're, right they're now. Four. four that's so, that's a, I mean, for considering this, the, how well this team has played, how well this offense from the Bengals have played. I don't know if I want to, give forth seems like a whole whole lot um at that point so i don't know i'm not really a gambling guy but i feel like the the it should probably be a smaller margin i would say maybe two or three i feel like this team uh for for cincinnati can score in so many different ways especially if joe mixon is actually able to run the ball um we saw their kicker make some pretty uh intense intense moments kicks and and be able to win the game for their team for uh this Bengals team so i think we might be giving um, giving the Rams a little too, too much credit uh, offensively as far as what they, we've seen them struggle times offensively. So four and at four seems a lot. I would probably say closer to three. Uh, I did see this stat. I think uh, I might have the number wrong, but I think it was the last 16 or 14 Super Bowl winners have all covered the spread. So either way. So if, if you think the Rams are going to win, it might behoove you just to bet them on the money line. Same thing. If you think the Bengals are going to win, 
bet them on the money line because they're going to cover the spread and the money line is going to get you better options, uh, better odds anyway. So that's what I did. Like instead of going Bengals plus four, I just took the Bengals money line. Like the winning team covers the spread. It's kind of the way it was. So gotcha. All right. Uh, going on to a player on the L.A. Rams by the name of Odell Beckham Jr. He was um, he was waived by the Browns. Not traded, correct? Yep. And ended up on the Rams. Now he's playing in his first Super Bowl ever. It was a tumultuous tenure with the Browns. A lot of finger pointing. A lot being done at uh, Odell. A lot being done at Baker. But it seems like uh, Odell has returned to form a little bit in this playoff run with the L.A. Rams. So, hate it or love it, you'd be happy for Odell to win a Super Bowl. First off, suck it, Stefanski. (laughs) <laughs> Suck it, Baker. You last, That's what Odell Beckham Jr. is thinking every single time he makes a big play for this uh, Rams team. Um, I, I think Odell Beckham is one of the more underrated, one of the more kind of disrespected in a way, uh, guys. Like, we look at guys like Tom Brady who have fits on the sideline and we call it passion. Look at somebody like Odell who's frustrated about losing and we call him selfish and we call him uh, childish and all those little things. And now he's in a position. This is this is exactly where you want to be. There's no better spot to be except for maybe the winner's circle than to be in the Super Bowl. The only other only better place to be other than playing in the Super Bowl is to be the Super Bowl champion. And at this point, Odell Beckham is getting a chance to show everybody what he's really worth. He is a number one receiver. Can you name 31 receivers in the NFL better than Odell Beckham right now? Can you name 30 number ones? 32 teams. Or does do each of those teams have a guy that's better than Odell Beckham Jr.? No, they do. They no, they do not. He is special. He can take a three-yard slant for a 60-yard touchdown. He's been showing it more and more over these past couple weeks. I'm so excited for this guy to possibly win a championship. Um. You said hate, uh, hate it or love it, the, the Browns regret it? No. <clears throat> You'd be happy for oh, Odell happy for to Odell. win a Super Bowl. Um, sure. Love. I think Odell is overrated, but I think that it has flipped so strongly against him the last two years that he's now underrated again. Like, people are viewing him like, ah, he had one good year and that was it. Whereas, no, Odell's a good receiver. I don't think Odell is a number one receiver necessarily. I think he's like a, or at least a top tier number one receiver. I think he can be a number one for a lot of teams in this league. Um, And I think it just needs to be in the right situation. You need to have a team that believes in him and is willing to throw him the ball. I mean, it's just that simple, right? If he's not getting looks, he complains, right? He does do that. He wasn't getting looked at a lot in Cleveland. He was, he was not happy about it. He complained. Um, He's getting plenty of opportunities with the Rams. He had a line, he had an interview and he said, the very first game, the very first play went to Odell Beckham Jr. And he said at that point on, he was hooked in because they he knew that they were going to try to get him the ball. And they have. And a lot of it is just purely out of need. I mean, Robert Woods got hurt, which is why they got him. They needed a number two to be opposite Cooper Cup. Van Jefferson's had a pretty good year this year, but he wasn't ready to step into that big role. And then Higby's been on and off the field with injuries and has been a little bit inconsistent anyway. So they really needed that second threat offensively to make the offense pop when Woods and Woods wasn't even that effective earlier this year before the injury. Remember they weren't giving him the ball that much. Um, So they really needed that the Rams needed it and he needed the Rams and it's a perfect fit. And because he's a good receiver who is now being disrespected constantly. Yes. I would be happy if he had a good game and he won the Super Bowl. Um, I just, I just think generally speaking, people do overrate him as, as talent. All right. And speaking of talent, 
in this game. Obviously, uh, the Super Bowl is always filled with talented players. It is the two best teams. Right. You got your quarterbacks, of course, Joe Burrow and Matthew Stafford. But uh, this Rams team and the Bengals also, I mean, they really got a lot of talent in this game. If you just look at the Rams, the wide receiver core, Cup and Beckham. If you look at the defensive side of the ball, you got Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey. And then you go to the Bengals, Jamar Chase, Joe Mixon. Heck, even the Trey Hendrickson on the defensive side of the ball. A lot of chances for a non-quarterback to win the MVP. So let's go that route. Hate it or love it. A non-quarterback will win MVP. I love it. I do. I think there's so many options that are intriguing options for winning MVP this year in this game. Obviously, the easy ones would be Burrow and Stafford. But, I mean, you've got Jamar Chase. You've got Cooper Cup. You've got Aaron Donald. You've got... T. Higgins, who I think will have a chance. Hell, people have been making this pick. Evan McPherson, the kicker, Shooter McPherson, could win MVP. He's been insanely good. He hasn't missed a kick in the playoffs. And if if, if he kicks four field goals or something, and that's a big reason why they win, he might win MVP. It's possible. I think this is one of those rare games where there's a lot of options for guys that could win MVP as opposed to the quarterback position, more so than normal. So I'll say love. Uh, I have a couple that I put in there. I think I I can check. I, I definitely bet on Higgins. I think I bet on uh, Jamar Chase as well because his odds were like at plus 800 or something. So you still, you're still making good money on it. Let's see. Who did I who did I pick? Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup, Jalen Ramsey, Trey Hendrickson, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins are my various bets on that. They're all like $1 or $2 bets. Um, but they all pay out like if they win. And then Trey Hendrickson's one, who I love. He's the acquisition the Bengals made from the Saints. I know I've mentioned him multiple times on the show if you're a regular regular listener. Um, A guy that nobody had really heard of before is a beast rushing the quarterback. He's so good. So he could win it too. So yeah, I love. Uh, Yeah, I love to, especially if you talk about guys outside of the quarterback position. Um, there's, I mean, pick your poison. There, do you want it to be a, a a DB? Do you want it to be a linebacker? Do you want it to be a defensive lineman? You know, it, it, do you want it to be a receiver? Like, there's so many choices out there from uh, Odell to Cooper to, um, shoot, um, I'm spacing right now with all Jamar. the Joe, Joe Mixon could have a phenomenal game catching out of the, uh, out of the backfield. Um, Jam, obviously, uh, Jamar Chase could be phenomenal in this game. We don't know if somebody like uh, Aaron Donald, we know he can dominate, but what if he gets two or three sacks? And what if he gets a couple of, you know, tip passes and things like that, which, you know, is incredibly plausible considering we're talking about um, Aaron Donald. But you know who never gets an MVP nod? Offensive linemen. Offensive linemen, left tackles, you know, like they never, ever get an opportunity to say, yeah, I was the best player. Now, mind you, if they stop a lot of, you know, people coming from the blind side, but for whatever reason, they never get mentioned. They probably should, but I understand why they why they wouldn't. Not a, lot, not a lot of people pay attention to the job that the left tackle or right guard does or whatever position you play. But, yeah, I think there's so many amazing, talented people out there. Sony Michelle could shock everybody. Somebody with some Super Bowl experience could shock everybody and come in there. Because last time he played in the Super Bowl, I remember him being pretty good. That Super Bowl game. Wasn't, he didn't win MVP, but 
he was, you know, he was, he was pretty damn good for the Patriots. So there's a lot of guys that could come out there and, and shock the world. But if anybody, if I'm putting my money on anybody to be MVP today, it's either Jamar Chase, Odell Beckham, or uh, or even Cooper Cup. One of those three. All right. And on to our last one. We're going to take a look at the mascots of these teams, the Rams and the Bengals. Now, obviously, if we saw one Ram versus one Bengal tiger in nature, a tiger would win that battle. So this is... Uh, Are you uh, sure about that? Well, this is Have where I'm Have you seen going. those horns? This is where I'm going <laughs> with it. Is it not so much a hater to love it, more of a number question. How many Rams would it take to defeat a single Bengal tiger? How many Rams would it take to defeat... Uh, I'm going to say... And by the way... A, Tigers are on the screen right now. A, a group of uh, rams uh, called a herd, but also a mob of Ooh. rams. Ooh. Uh, have you seen how big Bengals are? Yes. Uh, tigers are massively huge. I'm pretty sure the biggest uh, cat in the wild. They make lions look like little brothers. Like, that's how big tigers are. So, so I'm, I'm probably going to say it's going to need... You're going to need... You're going to need um, a lot of Rams. I'm going to say you're going to need like four Rams to take down one Bengal. That's just what I think. I mean, just judging how big Tigers are and then their paws and their 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 cat-like cat now, reflexes. Okay. I'm going to say three, uh, three to okay. four. Cat-like. They are indeed yeah. a cat. They are cats. Reflexes. They're, they're cat reflexes. I think maybe this is insane. I think that you could potentially... Have one ram beat a Bengal tiger Whoa. if it does its head charge right into the tiger's face and breaks its face on this first try. Now, that is obviously a lot of ifs and buts and candies and nuts. So my real answer will be two. I think you can have two rams beat one tiger, but there's there's going to have to be a coordinated strategy here. The rams come in with their heads down. And just charging super and fast. You expect that tiger with those cat-like reflexes. What if there's two? Charging at the same there? time at different positions. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm taking my money's on the tiger. Um, have you seen how hard those Rams hit each other? Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. The force uh, looks extreme. It's a pretty amazing act of nature. The fact that they do that for fun, I, don't I, don't I guess, like, or I don't territorial even like looking stuff. At the tiger or? at the zoo, it just looks intimidating. Sleep, he's but, laying there, uh, knocked out, and then he just opens his eyes and looks. Yep, I'm good. I want no parts of that tiger. Um, Although I guess tigers can jump, and Rams probably can't. No. Um, That'd be a big. big I guess they kind of with my one ram theory. Here. They lift their front feet off to get that initial, you know, charge mm-hmm. into the head butting. So could he potentially get under the throat of the tiger and head butt up and dislodge some, its larynx or something? Yeah, and do then, some damage where he can't yeah. do anything. It's quite possible. I hear where you're coming from, Mike, but I think uh, for the Rams, uh, strength in numbers. So I'm going to have to go with Rashad on this one. And Rashad is also your winner today. Woo! I'll take it. What would you like to talk about in the last segment, sir? Man, there's so much happening right now. Uh, let's get our predictions, man. Who's going to win the Super Bowl? We okay. can do that. Coming up right now. Sports, or not now, but when we come back from the commercial. Football Sunday for the last time on The Fan. Football Sunday with Mike and Rashad on 1080 The Fan. 1052, 
or something like that. What is your clock say? Ten fifty-three. Yeah, mine says ten fifty-three. It's right behind well. you on the on the wall there. Yeah. So one clock says fifty-two. My computer says fifty-three. And the actual the clock there. says four forty-nine. So which is the actual clock? Because I've been looking at this one the whole time behind you. Oh, I didn't even know there was one there. I don't know. <laughs> Who cares? We have a lot of clocks when time's important on this show, but none of the clocks really and work. And we correctly, never so. use them at all. Yeah, so yeah. Joe is usually saying break in our ear. Joe's know. even stopped saying break at yeah, this he point. Yeah, gave up at a point. <laughs> so, although I want to be to be fair, today I've been pretty close to on time. You've been good. I've been good. But I've given up mo- mostly because, I mean, like, if you've worked with Isaac Ropp enough, I mean. There's no. Yeah. What, is, what does it matter? Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> time, you know. So uh, today is the uh, biggest game of the year. Super Bowl, what number is it? 56. Super Bowl, 5-6. Um. Two huge teams that are that are that have a lot to prove today. The Rams got there four years ago, came up short. The Bengals have been there 35 years ago or something like that. Uh, obviously, they came up short. So you got two teams looking to really redeem themselves, looking to write their own, their own story, looking to lead their own narrative. Joe Fisher, start with you. Uh, I'm on scoragami.com right now because I'm going to try and go for a score that's never happened before in the history of the NFL. I'm going to go uh, Rams 32, Bengals 26. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Score that's never happened, Rams and we're going to get it in the Super Bowl today. Okay. Uh, the great Mike Lynch. I'm going to go Bengals 30, Rams 24. Mm. And it's going to be a close game throughout and I believe there will be a, either a last second or a late field goal that extends it from 27-24 to 30-24, or they're down by one and they get that tutty okay. uh, to, to give themselves the lead. So 30-24 Bengals. And it looks like I will be the tiebreaker here, and I'm going to go uh, 38-35 Bengals. Yeah, speak I, it into existence. Make it that kind of game. I want to see a lot of scoring. I want it to come down to the last second. I want there to be some icing of the kicker towards the end. Like, I want to see all those things, potentially even overtime. But if there's overtime, I need to see the, the other team get a chance to go back down. And, and uh, ad agencies, you better have done a better job. Oh, you guys yeah. have been sucking it yeah. up for years. Yeah, you screwed the pooch last year. So. Multiple years. So give us year, good commercials. This year, you better give you know some some good commercials. You've done some pretty good cliffhangers to this uh, to this point. You know, kind of leaving things and knowing that you know two thirteen twenty two like the rest. Okay, so we know that commercial is going to be for the Super Bowl. Just don't disappoint us. I know Ice Cube wants it wants to see a good show today. I'm tired of being disappointed by the commercials. I always love that aspect of the game. All right, that's going to do it for us today. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Good luck on your bets. If you are going to a party, enjoy yourself. If you're, you know, going low-key, which I think all three of us are here today, going low-key, then uh, enjoy yourself. Have some snacks, have some beer, have some booze, and uh, enjoy the game. We'll see you next week for Sports Sunday again, 9 to 11, here on The Fan. Have a good one. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 